0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. How would you like to have a year off work? How about two years? Today we look at God's plan for rest and release. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Leviticus chapter 25 on Simply the Bible.
0: God's ways are not our ways and it's really too bad because God's ways are better than our ways today we will look at a provision in the law of God that would really be wonderful if people did it we pick it up in Leviticus chapter 25 and the Lord spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai saying speak to the children of Israel and say to them when you come into the land which I give you Then the land shall keep a Sabbath to the Lord. Six years you shall sow your field, and six years you shall prune your vineyard and gather its fruit. But in the seventh year there shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath to the Lord. You shall neither sow your field nor prune your vineyard. What grows up of its own accord of your harvest you shall not reap, nor gather the grapes of your untended vine. For it is a year of rest for the land. And the Sabbath produce of the land shall be food for you, for you, your male and female servants, your hired man, and the stranger who dwells with you, for your livestock and the beasts that are in your land. All its produce shall be for food. Leviticus 25 and 26 are all about land. In fact, the word is used 39 times in these two chapters. It concerned the time when they would enter the promised land. God cared not only for His people, but also for His land. And the land of Israel belongs to the Lord as an everlasting possession. As the people were to keep a Sabbath to the Lord every seven days, so the land was to keep a Sabbath to the Lord every seven years. They were to farm their land for six years, but in the seventh year, they weren't to sow, prune, or reap. They could live off whatever grew by itself, but they weren't to collect a harvest. This would provide enough food for the strangers, the poor, and the livestock of the land. The purpose of this commandment was to give the land a rest, but it would also give the people a rest. How would you like to have a year off work every seven years? According to Deuteronomy 15, if you were a Hebrew servant who sold yourself to pay your debts, then you would go free in the Sabbath year, and all debts were canceled throughout the land. God had some amazing rules. But sadly, there is no record of Israel ever doing this. In fact, the biblical record indicates that they didn't do it. During the time of Jeremiah, the southern kingdom of Judah went into Babylonian captivity because of their idolatry and disobedience to the Lord's commandments. God spoke through Jeremiah that they would remain in captivity for 70 years because for 490 years they had neglected to give the land its Sabbath rest. Therefore, God would take back one year for every seven and give the land its rest that it never had. God will get his due one way or the other. The problem was that they thought they knew better than God what was best for them. Greed entered their thinking so that if six years of crop production was good, then seven years must be better. But in relying upon their own understanding rather than obeying the word of God, they missed out on so much. They never experienced the bumper crop of the sixth year and they missed out on the blessing of a year's vacation. Anytime we think that we know better than God and ignore his commandments, then we end up losing. He is a loving father who provides well for his children and he knows how things work. He knows what's going to bless us and what won't bless us. If only we would listen. Verse 8, And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself, seven times seven years, and the time of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be to you forty-nine years. Then you shall cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the Day of Atonement, You shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all your land. As we have seen, seven is the number of completion, and it's also God's standard measurement of time. There was a seven-year cycle for the Sabbath years, but then there was also another cycle of seven Sabbath years every 49 years. The following year, or 50th, would be the year of Jubilee most people would experience only one or at most two jubilee years in their lifetime. So it would be very special. The word jubilee comes from the Hebrew word meaning ram's horn. It spoke of the ram's horn trumpet that would be blown at the end of the Day of Atonement, announcing that the year of jubilee had begun. As with the seventh year Sabbath for the land, there is no evidence that Israel ever celebrated the year of Jubilee. How much joy they missed. Verse 10, and you shall consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a Jubilee for you and each of you shall return to his possession and each of you shall return to his family. First, any Hebrew servants would be released to go home to the land of their possession and to their family. Verse 11, that 50th year shall be a jubilee to you. In it, you shall neither sow nor reap what grows of its own accord, nor gather the grapes of your untended vine. For it is the jubilee, it shall be holy to you. You shall eat its produce from the field second this would be yet another year off work since the previous year was a sabbath year you would have two successive years of vacation now i could go for that as with the sabbath year you would live off what the land produced without collecting a harvest verse 13 in this year of jubilee each of you shall return to his possession And if you sell anything to your neighbor or buy from your neighbor's hand, you shall not oppress one another. According to the number of years after the Jubilee, you shall buy from your neighbor. And according to the number of years of crops, he shall sell to you. According to the multitude of years, you shall increase its price. And according to the fewer number of years, you shall diminish its price. For he sells to you according to the number of the years of the crops." Therefore, you shall not oppress one another, but you shall fear your God, for I am the Lord your God. If you had come into hard times and were forced to sell the land of your inheritance to make ends meet, then in the year of Jubilee, it would revert to you. In this way, God would ensure that each family had an inheritance in Israel. It would keep wealthy landowners from monopolizing the land and oppressing the poor. Because of man's greed throughout history, governments have wrestled with the problem of the vanishing middle class. As the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. God provided the way that every 50 years there would be a kind of economic reset. If you were poor and had lost your land due to misfortune or bad decision-making— Then you were given a new beginning. Wealthy landowners had to give back the land that they had acquired. What a beautiful system God designed to care for everybody. Therefore, when you purchase someone's land, what you were really buying was the number of years of crops that you could produce. The price of the land would be determined by how many years there were until the next year of Jubilee. If there were 40 years left, then the land would be worth much more than if there were only five years until the Jubilee. God gave a final warning that they were not to oppress one another. In other words, they weren't to violate the law of the Jubilee by refusing to give a person's land back to Him, but they were to fear God. In fact, all the land belonged to God and He was lending it to them for their use. Therefore they needed to do what He said if they wanted to remain in the land, or else they would be evicted. The concept of canceling debts runs throughout the Scripture. It is a source of great joy. Imagine if you go to your mailbox and find a Christmas card from your mortgage company. You open it and it says, We have canceled your debt. Have a Merry Christmas. I think you probably would have a Merry Christmas. Talk about freedom and joy. The prophet Isaiah wrote about such freedom in Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Liberty to the captives, speaks of the slaves going free. The acceptable year of the Lord speaks of the year of Jubilee. It is interesting that when Jesus began his public ministry, he went to his hometown of Nazareth into the synagogue on the Sabbath. He was handed the scroll of Isaiah to read, and he read the portion that I just read. Then he closed the scroll and said, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus came to bring us good news. And what better news is there than that? Our debts have been forgiven. We've been set free from the bondage of sin. Our broken hearts have been healed by Christ's love, His grace and truth. We were once held captive by Satan, but Jesus has bound the strong man and set us free. We live in the year of the Lord's favor that is, the age of grace, under the new covenant. Consider what Jesus said in John eight thirty two, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And in verse 36, he said, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Have you experienced this glorious freedom of the gospel? There is nothing else like it. It is the year of jubilee for everyone who believes in Jesus Christ. Our debt of sin has been paid in full, and we have been set free. You may still have to pay your mortgage payment, but as far as the debt that you owe to God, Jesus paid it in full. Therefore, if you've been set free, then don't become entangled again by a yoke of slavery, either by sin or by legalism, Whoever sins, Jesus said, is a slave to sin. So if you use your freedom in Christ as a license to sin, then you become a slave again. And if you trade the freedom that you have in Christ for a yoke of legalistic bondage by trying to produce your own righteousness through your own good works, then you've fallen from grace. You will enter a legalistic trap and you will never be able to do enough good works to set yourself free only belief in the gospel of grace can set you free when you realize that you cannot improve upon the perfect righteousness that God freely gave you the moment you believed in Jesus Christ. Now that is good news. Somebody blow the trumpet. This is our Emancipation Proclamation. It is the year of Jubilee, and that's something to smile about.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of the Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. at the Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, just go to their website at calvarytv.org. You can also text us at 208-314-3377 with your questions or comments. We'd love to hear from you. That number again is 208-314-3377. Tomorrow, we will see where God would provide enough food in the sixth year to last them through the seventh year. If only they would listen to Him. We hope you'll join us tomorrow as we continue through Leviticus on Simply the Bible.